Welcome to the preaching podcast of Life Point Church. We're so glad you've joined us here. If you're ever in the Baton Rouge area, please stop by. We'd love to meet you. For more information on our church or Pastor Donovan, please visit our website at golifepoint.com. 8, 10 through 17, we're going to get into it. It's great to see guests in the house. If you don't know it, I'm Donovan Hill. I'm the lead pastor at Bethesda. And you can tell that I'm the lead pastor guy because I'm in a suit and tie. Is right? That means all the other clothes are dirty. I've been on the road, so. <laughs> Genesis 28, 10 through 17. Now Jacob went out from Beersheba and went toward Haran. So he came to a certain place. Everybody say a certain place. And stayed there all night because the sun had set. And he took one of the stones of that place and put it at his head. And he lay down in that place to sleep. Then he dreamed, and behold, a ladder was set up on the earth. And its top reached to heaven, and there, there the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I'm the Lord God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac. The land on which you lie, I will give to you and your descendants. Also your descendants shall be as the dust of the earth. And you shall spread abroad to the west and the east, the north and the south. And in you and in your seed, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Behold, I'm with you. I'm going to keep you wherever you go. And will bring you back to this land. For I will not leave you until I have done what I have spoken to you. Then Jacob woke from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place. And I didn't even know it. And he was afraid and said, How awesome is this place. This is none other than the house of God. And this is the gate of heaven. Today I want to preach a message. It's simply entitled, When a hard place becomes an awesome place. When a hard place becomes an awesome place. Let's say a prayer. Father, thank you for your word. I pray, God, that you would speak to our hearts, minister to our lives, our families. God, make a difference in our lives. And we give you praise for this in Jesus' name. Everybody say amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Have you ever been in a hard place? Just live a little bit. You will. You'll get there. I'll never forget when I was 15 years old, early on, I got in a hard place. I went, back in the day, what we called mud riding. Some of you children, you might not understand this, but we had gigantic four-wheel drive trucks. And we would go out by the river, we'd go out in the woods, and we'd find a mud pit, and we'd just go all over the mud pit, several of them, and we we would see who could, you know, go the furthest and get the deepest and survive and come out the other side. We'd drown our trucks. We'd have big tailpipes coming straight up in the air, breathers so we could breathe. Because Some of y'all do that with your, your little four-wheelers and stuff. We did that with our trucks. And I didn't have one, but my buddy Marvin Poole had one. And I was 15 years old, and, and Marvin was foolish enough to let a 15-year-old borrow his big old four-wheel drive truck. I've got a picture of something like his right there. Yeah. And I went out in Marvin's. He's a pastor over in Hammond now. God bless Hammond. And uh, <laughs> he would say the same thing. And so I was out in his truck, and I, I went out in uh, the, the woods, some friends of mine, and we were going crazy trying to impress each other, trying to impress girls, and and I got sideways in a mud pit, and I was spinning out, man. I mean, all four wheels are going crazy, and I'm just spinning. I can't get any traction. So I floored it. I mean, pedal 
to the metal all the way down when all of a sudden I did get traction. And when I got traction, I took off like a bullet right into a tree and wrecked Marvin's truck. Oops. Uh, that was kind of a hard place. That was a hard conversation to meet back up with Marvin and say, Hey, Marvin, we got to talk. Uh, let me tell you what happened. And so <laughs> that, was, uh, that was a hard place. You've been in hard places. Tough stuff happens. Jacob was on a journey. He had left Beersheba. Beersheba was the southernmost border town of the promised land. And the name Beersheba means the well of seven oaths. Some commentators say that at Beersheba, seven oaths were made, a covenant was made, and seven lambs were sacrificed to commemorate that, to seal that deal. And in the Bible, seven is the number of completion. Beersheba was a place of total surrender, complete commitment. And Jacob started his walk with God at Beersheba, surrendering himself and surrendering his all. And that's really how we all start our walk with God, isn't it? We come to a place of total surrender, complete commitment, a sacrifice of self, our dreams, ambitions, our future, our past. We surrender it all to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. We pray prayers of commitment like, not my will, but thine be done. And then Jacob began moving from there towards a place called Haran. Haran, interestingly, you can go look it up, it means mountaineer, right? Mountaineer, mountaineer. Uh, another way of saying that is alpinism, alpinism, like the alpines, alpinism, or here's one that we can all relate to, mountain climbing. According to Britannica.com, mountain climbing is the sport or activity of ascending tall mountains. Pretty deep thought, right? It goes on to say, climbing mountains embodies the thrills produced by testing one's courage, resourcefulness, cunning, strength, ability, and stamina to the utmost in a situation of inherent risk. So what does that tell us? Jacob had lived the life of a nomad. He had wondered about the plains, the plains of Babylonian Mesopotamia. Egypt, Shinar, but to get to the promised land where God was taking him, he was going to have to learn to climb some mountains. He was going to have to put on some of those spiky boots. He was going to have to get a puffy jacket. He was going to have to get some mittens, some gloves. He was going to have to get some goggles. He was going to have to get some of those oxygen tanks. And, and the reason why was because he was going to face some challenges that he had never faced before. Let me just go ahead and preach for a moment. When you commit yourself to the Lord, you better get ready. You better get some spiky boots and some goggles and some gloves and some oxygen tanks because you're going to face some challenges that you never faced on the plains of this old world. You're about to go from being a plain man or a plain woman to a mountain man and a mountain woman. Peter said it this way, Beloved, Think it not strange concerning the fiery trial 
which is to try you as though some strange thing has happened to you. You put your faith in Jesus and immediately the enemy comes in and starts throwing obstacles in your way that you've got to climb over because you've got a place to go. God's taking you somewhere, but it's not without its challenges and it's not without its fight. Amen? Amen. But notice this next step on Jacob's journey. And this is where we're going. On his way to scale those mountains, Jacob had to spend some time in a certain place. A certain place. The, the Hebrew for a certain place is makom. Makom. It means a standing place, a, a station, a post, an office. It indicates intentionality, a particular place, a predetermined place, a prepared place, a place of purpose where training and education would take place. Jacob thought he was just stopping for the night at a place, but it was more than just a place. It was a certain place. It was the place that God had destined for him to go to. It had been prepared for him. There was purpose in it. He was supposed to be there. And it was at that particular place that there were no fluffy pillows. There were no fluffy pillows. There were no couch cushions. And there were no feather down pillows. None of this. He wasn't like, oh, I'm, look at that. There's a pillow. I'm sleepy. There wasn't a my pillow. The ubiquitous, right? For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, right? You know it. Dot com. Come on, stop it, Mike. I'm tired of it already. I have 17 of them. They're at Walmart already. Stop it. They're at Sam's. Stop it. They're at Costco. Stop it. There, there was no fluffy pillow. There was no my pillow. There was no memory foam pillow. No big couch cushions. All Jacob could find for a pillow at that place was a rock. It was a hard place. And the wording indicates it was supposed to be that way. God prepared it that way. It's like God said to the angels, Hey, hey, Gabe, I need you to go down to a certain place and I want you to take away all the comfortable things from that place. Anything that Jacob could use to make himself comfortable, take it away. Get rid of the pillows, get rid of the cushions, but leave the rocks. And when Jacob was the most uncomfortable, when he was at an awkward, in an awkward position using a rock for a pillow, God started to reveal his glory to him. God started to give him a glimpse of the heavenlies. And I just feel like I've come to tell somebody today, you may be at this uncomfortable place in your walk with God. I mean, you may be at this awkward place, you feel exposed, and you just can't seem to catch a break. And I'm telling you, it's at places like that where God can reveal some stuff to you. God can begin to give you a glimpse of what's going on behind the scenes. There's a stairway to heaven, y'all. There's traffic between heaven and earth. God's got his holy angels, and they're there for your benefit and for your good. He's going to show you some stuff. Everybody say, he's going to show me some stuff. 
Jacob had just secured a blessing from his father Abraham. It was actually the blessing of Abraham. Had all kind of perks and promises. I mean, Jacob was loaded with potential. But the truth is, he had a past. Can anybody relate? I told y'all this is a church, Bethesda, for no perfect people. It's only imperfect people here. And if you're perfect, you better find another church and you better do it quick because you're in trouble. We will mess you up. Your record is about to get messed up. Jacob was filled with promise, filled with potential, but he had a past. He had character issues, character issues, flaws. He had messed up a lot as a kid. He had messed up a lot as a young adult. He had messed up a lot as an adult. He had issues. He had integrity issues. He had lied like a rug. He had lied to his daddy. He had lied to his brother. He had lied to others. He had cheated. He had stolen. He had character issues and he had integrity issues. Can I get an amen? Amen. Oh, now you're starting to reveal some things about yourself, unperfect people. He had family issues. Like I said, he had done his father wrong, done his brother wrong. He had done others wrong, did his uncle wrong, did his daddy wrong. He had made all all kind of uh, problems, enemies even within his own family. But he was in process. Everybody say process. Man, I love this. He was in process. God's not a microwave God. God's a crockpot God. And it takes time. We're all in process. Theologians call it sanctification. There's some stuff he's cooking out of us in the crock pot. And sometimes in those hard places when the heat is cranked up, that's when he's dealing with our past and dealing with our issues. He was in the process of of coming out of what he had been and coming into what God was going to make him. He was in transition. He was in process. And at times like that, it can become confusing Things can get all out of sorts, if you will. And and the name of the certain place where Jacob was in our reading had a name. It was Luz. And Luz, it's it's crazy, and I don't want to read too much into this, but it means almond tree. Almond tree. And what I'm going to tell you right now is that when you're in a place like that, things can get a little nuts, right? Right? They can get nuts. Crazy times. Oh, stop it, Donovan. Oh, I'm so sorry. Right? I'll just put them right there. (laughs) Things can get crazy. Sometimes you feel like a nut, right? Sometimes you don't. Jacob found himself in a place out of sorts. Things were up in the air. He had the blessing of the Lord on him, but he had not quite realized it yet. He he knew it was in there, but he couldn't quite put his finger on it. He was in a hard place. As a matter of fact, technically, Luz is pronounced lose. It's L-U-Z, but it's pronounced lose. And in the English, that's L-O-S-E, lose. At Luz, Jacob was going to have to lose things that had been comfortable to him. In that certain hard place, Jacob was being challenged 
to exit his own personal comfort zone. No more soft, cushy pillows. He was being challenged to lose his old self, his old identity, and step into a new self, a new identity. God was molding and making him into the man that he was called to be. And to get there, he had to go through a hard place. And here's my assignment, y'all. I believe I'm looking at some people, some precious people of the Most High God. And you're filled with promise and potential. And you're in process. The process of going from who you used to be into who God's made you to be, who you're supposed to be. And you find yourself at this awkward place, things up in the air. I used to go to church all the time, and I had it all figured out. Now I'm a little sketchy on where I'm going to church and how I'm going to do church, and I'm a little uncomfortable with all of that. What in the world? I'm telling you, God's trying to take away the pillows and challenge you. Come out from among them and be you separate. I've got a call on your life. You don't have to go. Go through religious games and play religious tiddlywinks, so to speak, and just be all comfortable. I've got a call on your life to change the world. What part of transition do you not understand? What part of, I've got a change for you in mind. Do you not understand? God wants to do great things for you. Give him some praise right now. Man, I feel the presence of God. You're like, man, everything was so comfortable and cushy and bougie. I know how to spell it. I looked it up. That's a hard one. And now everything is is uncomfortable and awkward. I want to encourage you today, just because you're in a place like that doesn't mean you're in the wrong place. It could be you're at the right place at the right time. Even though it's a hard place, it's been prepared for you. Even though it's uncomfortable and awkward, it doesn't mean that he's not called you. His hand is upon you and he's about to show you some stuff and reveal some things to you that you would have never seen before. You're going to lose your old self and you're going to find your new self. God's got a call and a destiny on your life and sometimes it takes you going through the hard place my wife is a coffee connoisseur when I tell you in the lockdown my wife bought this machine that is like CERN it's like it's like the the particle collider it, it's 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 this scientific wonder I I cannot even comprehend how it functions and how it works it makes coffee. It's this coffee machine. It's, it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. I, I, I'm just being honest with you. I'm not, I like coffee, but I'm just not a coffee scientist. I'm like, I'm a, can I, can I admit this? It, first of all, I drink Red Bulls for my caffeine. Me and Troy, we, we throw down. For old men, we throw down. Oh, I'm old. You're not. Some, some Red Bulls. But for coffee, I'm just telling you, I, I can go fancy or I can go to racetrack. I got the racetrack app on my phone, y'all. I get free coffees from racetrack. I'm, I am Mr. Points. I am Mr. Points, y'all. 
I got thousands of points at racetrack. I just cough. It's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, but I'm content with it. I can go to the French vanilla machine at racetrack. I hate it when it's out. It comes out clear. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Do you know who I am? I'm Donovan Hill. You see these points? Sometimes if I'm going up north, I'll be on 190. I'll stop at the Loves. I know all the gas stations. I'll stop at the Loves in Port Berry. And, and, and if, I'm, if I'm early in the day, they got it. If they don't, they don't. It's out. They're out. I'm like, Do you, are you kidding me? But I'm content with that. I'll, I'll even get my fancy is I'll be at, I got, I'm spending way too much time on this. My fancy at racetrack is I get the, the French vanilla and about a little over halfway, and then I go put some coffee in it, regular coffee. Then I make it like ice cream. I put some French vanilla in it, and then if they have any whipped cream, I'm top it off, and I'm like, this is ice cream. This is beautiful. It's like Dairy Queen right here, and, and that's my coffee. I mean, my caffeine's already had three Red Bulls, you know, so. But, you know, a French press, now that is a special machine right there. That's a hurricane coffee. That's what we call hurricane coffee because you can heat up the water. You can use a French press, and, and you, you, are, you, are, you are taking heat, and, and you, are, you are taking pressure, and you're making coffee. Sometimes the good stuff in your life that God's wanting to get out is only going to come with some heat and some pressure that's applied. It's going to come in the hard times, those hard seasons. And you're like, I'm ready to check out. And God's not like, no, no, you've been so conditioned to this soft North American Christianity. I got a world to save. There are holy angels ascending and descending. Go into all the world. There are, there are kingdoms to conquer in Jesus' name. Give him praise right now. It wants to expand your vision and your horizon. There are mountains to climb and there are obstacles and giants to face. And these angels that Jacob saw in that hard place, this is so cool, they had been there the whole time. Jacob just didn't know it. This God who revealed himself, this God had been there the whole time. It's just that Jacob didn't know it. He was... He, was, he wasn't walking in the confidence that he should have because he didn't know who all was with him. He hadn't seen it yet. It took the hard place to open his eyes. It was in the hard place that he got a revelation of just what kind of power he had connected with, with those seven oaths. And some of us, God's trying to give us a revelation of just what kind of power we connected with when we committed our lives to Christ. Power, y'all. Power. Why don't you stand with me? That's, that's, that's my word right there. I've, I've got a, it's, it's a prophetic, I feel a prophetic just flow in the house today. Just a prophetic word. Some of you in your hard place. In other words, and I talked about this with the men yesterday. It's, it's, it's a place where you've run out of options. You've kind of run out of options. I, I went to this church, that church, this church, that church. I've, I've, I've 
tried this, I've tried that. I watched this TV guy, this TV guy, this TV lady. I've, I've read this, read that. I've gone through this, I've gone through that. And, and I just, I'm out of options. I am at a hard place. I can't seem to shake it off. Get, I can't get out of this situation. You're at a hard place. That's what I felt in prayer this week. And here's my word for you. Ask God to help you learn what you need to learn in this hard place. Ask God to help you relax and chill. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you relax. You're out of options. We talked about it at the men's lunch. Moses was out of options. Came to the Red Sea. There's nowhere else to go, Lord. I'm just trusting in you. And God sent holy angels and split the Red Sea and he walked across on dry ground. God's going to show you some stuff. It's going to become part of your story, your narrative, your testimony. You'll be able to look at people and say, I know you're in a hard spot, son. But let, let me tell you, I've been there. And I just trusted God. And God made a way where there seemed to be no way for me and my family. I was at the end of my road. I mean, I didn't know where else to go. I had exhausted I had tried to engineer my way out of these things and I couldn't do it. I just had nowhere to go, but I just trusted God and I leaned hard into God and I gave Him the praise anyway and He helped me to chill and He helped me to relax and He showed me His glory and He showed me a way through. I'm telling you, you're going to make it. You're going to come out on the other side. God's going to finish what He started in you. That's the kind of God my God is. The author and the finisher of our faith. He's not going to leave you hanging. He's not going to leave you there. He's never lost a battle, and He never will. You're not the first that's ever been in a jam. God knows how to work all things together for your good. Lift your hands to the Lord right now. Father, we praise You. We give You glory and honor. You know how to turn a hard place into an awesome place, God. You know how to turn an a hard place, a difficult season into an awesome place in a productive season. You know how to make fruitfulness come out of barrenness, God. You know how to bring water into a desert. You know how to bring rain out of a drought, Father. And some of us in our lives, we're at a hard place. We're at a hard place. Woo! My goodness. Man, I feel the presence of God. Here's what, wants, here's what God wants to do. I just, I, this is how I flow, y'all. If you're new, just chill. Just, just at, Lord, help them chill. Here's what needs to happen. We need to, we need to pray some prayers like I just said in that, that prophetic word. We need to pray, God, help me to relax. Help me to learn what I need to learn right here right now. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you were blessed. For more information on our church, Pastor Donovan, or service times, please visit our website at golifepoint.com.